Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield with a Monday upon us, and it wasn't just me. I'm happy to find out others are thinking the same thing, that today was kind of a quiet type of trade. And Sue Martin's joining us with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. So what we're going to talk is a little bit calm before the storm. We see some up numbers on the Dow, but China, COVID, it's all kind of coming full circle in the trade today. And Sue, let's start out talking about this trade. Pretty quiet, not something we're used to on a Monday. Well, it is very quiet, and um, I think that the market to start the week, it's starting off firmer because we have to remember last Friday, soybeans, for example, closed right on their low, and or very close to it, and here today we're trying to bounce back around. So, you know, it's kind of like an, um, a higher day, inside-up day, so to speak. Um, I think we'll see if the market's able to... Um, try to uh, take today's highs out and see how far it can go. The only thing is last week we made higher highs for the week and then closed the week lower. So now if we were to turn and come back and take out, like on July soybeans, 865, that should start to set the market in motion. But, you know, we're caught in these little narrow ranges and there's not an awful lot of news. And what news we're getting almost has a negative slant to it, and yet the market's kind of ignoring it. So that's a good sign for the market, I think. So is this a calm, though, before the storm, when we look at everything that's happening globally for our trade? Well, I think we will. Um, I think that, you know, we're starting to move into summer. Um, you have crude oil that came over $33 a barrel, blue barrel today. And you've got more people out driving. Um, maybe it's not what it once was, but it's coming back. And you give another month and, you know, you're going to see more enthusiasm and confidence. So the market is trying to um, address more positivity. And in the meantime, of course, you know, cattle prices are stronger and what have you. So more green on the screen. And I think that uh, when we look at the market, it's just basically, um, I think, feeling a little more optimism and the planning progress. There may be some concern because there were some heavy rains that went through Iowa on into Illinois and on through Indiana, almost into Ohio. So, um, you know, we may not see quite the progress of planting pace like we've had here in the recent two weeks. And in the meantime, of course, emergence and what have you may not be quite as good. With some outside market influences, uh, the Dow, uh, you mentioned, was up. That's got to lend some positivity as well to our trade. Well, it is. The Dow is up a 1,020 points right now. And um, so it's come up nicely. You have S&Ps up 7,760 points. So you're getting a good day in the uh, equities, so to speak. And in the meantime, the bonds are down sharply, 2 and uh, 21, 30 seconds. So um, they're down sharply. And then you look at the dollar, and the dollar's down 769 points today. You know, on Friday, it was up over 104, which was an, a higher level than it's been to uh, in recent times. So... Is down hard today. That's good news for uh, potential exports to make us more competitive on beans and corn and and wheat and other commodities. But we'll see if the dollar is able to continue this slide. Australia 
has had a ban put or a tariff put on their beef going into China. We saw that they have now come China looking at the U.S. for barley and blueberries, even with the China phase one talk going on. Because this little tariff has been put on, on Australia, could that be a benefit overall for our markets? I think so. Um, you know, they don't, they have never really imported much in the way of blueberries, for example, or a whole lot of barley from the U.S., but what they're sort of upset, rather upset with uh, Australia because they too have requested for more investigation into um, China's um, handling of COVID-19. And China's upset about that because usually those two are very good partners in trade. And so China's, you know, what they take away from there, they turn around and try to give to us because they've got to make that phase one agreement um, right. And so they're looking, but they're buying stuff all over the world. You know, they've made many, many deals in trade. And, of course, in soybeans, uh, taking beans from Brazil, it's thought that they will have imported uh, 6 million metric tons just in the month of May. So there is the hope that maybe we'll see some more. If we can keep the two presidents in each country level-headed, hopefully we don't see some trickle-down negative effect on the rest of agriculture. Well, I agree. And, you know, China has said that they will retaliate because, you know, the president's really coming down hard on intellectual property and technology on Wuha and, um, or not Wuha, um, Hawaii. And um, he's also, you know, more or less saying that he's going, thinking about paying companies to come back to the U.S. The one thing we have to keep in mind is we need workers. And you've got to have plenty of workers in the U.S. to to fill those jobs. And so it's not just as easy as it sounds like when they're bantering back and forth. But um, certainly it's, you know, and we have to keep one thing in mind. When President Trump ran uh, in 2016, he talked about, you know, when you're negotiating, you start out here so you can end up here where you've really intended to be all along. And that could also be part of this this tough talk with China right now because they also are starting phase two talks. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more to talk about. We'll look at the uh, cool temperatures and the rain that we've seen. The folks in the eastern Corn Belt have definitely been socked with a lot of precipitation. And then we'll switch gears, take a look at the livestock side of the action. Some positives on the screen for the cattle, um, even some mixed to positive markets for the lean hogs. A more, lot more that is coming up here on a Monday. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation with Sue Martin of Ag and Investment. We got some rain, not a lot here, cooler temperatures, but that rain level, Sue, just continued to pick up as it moved farther into the eastern Corn Belt. And you've got some cost, uh, clients, and I've seen pictures on social media. Things aren't pretty. No, they're not. This morning I even had a client, and he's in west central Illinois, and they had up to five inches. And he was telling me that they drove, he has like nine different areas, farms, that he he and his wife drove on Sunday to take a look at. And he said they had to drive over water going over the roads on almost every one of them. Um, you know, 
it just covered a pretty good size area. And then clients down into Indiana telling me the same thing. Even one client within 10 miles of the Ohio border, they had up to four inches. So I think the bottom line is, uh, like in the case of Illinois, they were still pretty saturated underneath, so it wouldn't take much anyway. But it just looks like lakes. It's just amazing. So there's going to be some replant having to be done. But markets never really trade replants. It maybe will trade the condition of the crop, you know, when it starts to, in the latter part of May, when we start getting crop condition ratings on corn, for example. It'll start to show that. But, um, and then I think, too, the finishing of, of planting for Illinois, it's going to certainly slow Illinois and Indiana down. Can we expect any surprises in this afternoon's report? I don't think so. I don't think the progress is going to be as aggressive as it's been running the last few weeks. Uh, but still, we'll be ahead of the five-year average. So I think we'll be okay that way. Um, it's hard to be- believe or remember, but we're still just past the middle of the month of May. So not super late yet. It's just a different year than last year. And the forecast is calling for heat and uh, more to move into a nice warmer, drier pattern. So I think that's going to be a a nice thing for producers out there that are dealing with just too much rain right now. So looking at and switching gears over to the livestock side, higher cattle numbers that we saw both in the live and the feeder, but the box beef took a big drop today. Well, it is. Um, You know, it peaked out here a week ago and is dropping. And as, as it comes down with more numbers of cattle getting processed, even though we're still behind hundreds of thousands of cattle, um, we're starting to see packing houses starting to move back, trying to get more towards the normal. And you give another couple weeks and they may be moving back up to speed. But these carcasses are heavy. They're gaining weight and or quite heavy. And in the meantime, normally you see carcass weights bottom anyway in May and start up. Well, this year they're going to be very heavy carcass weights. And so that means you're adding more meat production besides the numbers coming in here that have been backed up. So as we move between now and August, we're going to have to deal with some, um, probably the the box beef dropping. Tyson was the first one to kind of lower the, the value to their wholesalers. And so we're going to start to see more and more of that. And of course, things always come down faster than they ever go up. So it should come as no surprise that we're going to see some bigger show lists from Texas all the way into Nebraska. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, if, if, if a packing house has his people showing up and, and their people are showing up to work, they'll run as many shifts as they can to keep the the ball rolling uh, because they want to process as much meat as they possibly can as quick as they can to be able to get it moved into the retailer you know before prices get too cheap and they're still very profitable they just aren't as absorbently high as they were but they're still pretty by normal standards absorbently high the nearby hogs saw some lower trade numbers today is that going to continue in the trend for this week or are they going to follow suit with the later months well the hog market is um you know it's dealing with the fact that um um 
China's taking pork. They took a fair amount of pork last week, but yet it's it's just not catching. We still have enough numbers here that we aren't getting, you know, we're still having to see hogs uh, euthanized. And so we're not getting enough numbers moving through fast enough. And so, therefore, while we may not be backing up an awful lot of numbers, we are still backing up hog numbers, making a whole lot more. Very much so. Sue, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051. And you guys have a great rest of the day. Thanks so much. Sue Martin joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealers. You can check this out as a podcast at ruralradio.com, wherever you subscribe to your podcast, and you can find it on Spotify as well. That's the Monday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network.